The Admissions Club was created as a soft place to land for students and families going through what can be a particularly stressful time in one's life, the college admissions journey. Hi, I'm your host, Elizabeth West. This podcast will feature inside information from my 10 years of college admissions experience and 25 years in higher education. Episodes are sprinkled with 80s nostalgia to connect with your students during that turbulent time we all experienced. We will learn together in fun and engaging conversations with guests who are key players in higher education and admissions, or they could be someone just like you going through the process of admissions. Whether you're a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, or a criminal, there's a spot for you in the admissions club. Hello, and welcome back to the admissions club. Today, I have a wonderful guest that I've known for years and years, and we are so delighted to have him at the club and as a new member of Elizabeth West Consulting. So I want to introduce you to Dr. Chris Flowers. He is an award-winning educator, as well as our newest educational consultant and research specialist. So welcome to the club, Chris. I am happy to be here. This is super exciting. I have been thrilled about this for a long time, and we're here. It's happening. This is great. I'm excited. Yay! Oh my gosh. So I uh, want to ask you about your new position at EWC. You have a wealth of experience, not only in teaching, but in admissions. And so why did you want to switch to private admissions counseling? I am excited about the prospect of working one-on-one with students and their families more closely. So you know, my background, and I'll talk about this a little bit more as we sort of discuss things, but I'm coming from East Carolina University, which is my alma mater, Go Pirates, uh, and I worked as a regional admissions counselor here in the Charlotte area. I absolutely loved it. Um, going to college fairs was a great time, going to high schools to meet with students, but I always sort of longed for a little bit more of that one-on-one interaction, and that speaks to my background as an instructor. So previously, I was at Central Piedmont Community College, along with Elizabeth. That's how we know each other from way back when. Um, I've taught at a number of different institutions, but I really like that one-on-one instruction and engagement with students. And this is sort of an opportunity to bring those background things that I have sort of in my past together uh, in sort of a new role. So that's what I'm excited about. Oh, I'm excited to have you. We're all excited to have you. You've been in higher education for your entire career, just like I have. And so why do you feel it's important for students to start early with the admissions process? Great question. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with sort of a, a focus on soft skills that a lot of students are sort of being, you know, pressed toward now. You see it a little bit in high school, but really colleges are trending in this direction. Um, we know this from our experience in higher education uh, that really employers want to see students that have, for example, great communication skills. They want to see that they understand what personal growth means. There's sort of this holistic citizenry aspect of college life that has sort of bubbled up to the forefront. And so I think as students get ready for college, they need to start thinking about that in high school because they'll be one step ahead or multiple steps ahead 
for that part of the curriculum and for that part of college life in general, just sort of understanding what it means to be a responsible adult, one that's proactive uh, about what they want to accomplish, sort of that self-advocacy aspect of it is important. So I think getting started on that earlier uh, rather than later sort of helps get them to that point of being ready to enter the world of college. Absolutely. And you and I have both gotten emails from students that have said, hey, where's my paper? Where's the grade for my paper? And you're like, (laughs) who are you talking to? (laughs) Right. So that ability to communicate effectively and to understand who your intended audience is, that's an important thing. And so, again, speaking as an English instructor, and I still teach classes part time uh, at the post-secondary level, that's an important thing for students to understand. You know, we kind of have sort of an infinite patience with that. I think as instructors, we've seen that so often, but that's not going to always be the case, uh, depending on your intended audience. So being able to be aware of that and cognizant of that is an important thing for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's some of the stuff we'll be working on. Um, you are an award-winning educator. And for you and for all of us that have been in education, you know, what's the most important part of teaching and now coaching students? Because we're still teaching. For me, the one thing that I try to focus on in not only my classes, but just working with students one-on-one is immediacy and relevancy. So what is the application of what we're talking about for the student right away? So rather than talking about what I might call sort of high-minded abstract concepts, which can be important depending on what it is that you're focused on, you know, what does this mean for me in the immediate future? Why is this important right now? So I think that when you're working with students, that's one of the things that I try to put up front and make as immediate for them as possible. So, you know, to kind of put this in a classroom context, when I'm teaching a class or working with students, I'm not the sort of person who just talks at students. I don't find that to be, for me personally, the most effective way to engage students. Trying to get them to understand why it's important that they understand a concept uh, from an academic perspective, but also from a personal and professional perspective for what they're going to do beyond high school and beyond college is especially important. And so that's what I try to do when I'm coaching students one on one, when I'm teaching students in a classroom environment. That's really one of the more important things for me. Okay. So you said that we are getting more civic minded students in the admissions process and even in our classrooms. And so there seems to be a push for volunteering and being involved in your community. Why do you see that being so important to colleges and universities in the admissions process? Well, and I think, among other things, it helps students stand out. Um, It shows that they are looking beyond sort of their immediate self, right? They're thinking about the community as a whole. Uh, And that's what colleges want to see. And we're sort of in an interesting environment, sort of in this post-COVID world, right? A lot of colleges are not as concerned about ACT scores, SAT scores, that sort of thing. They're looking at GPA, of course. But one way to distinguish yourself is to show that you've gone, and it's kind of a cliche to say, but you've gone above and beyond, right? You've sort of gone out into your community and you've looked at issues that exist there and that you care about those issues and that you legitimately want to help people, that you're sort of looking beyond, you know, yourself, that you're sort of going out there and trying to help the community grow in some way to resolve an issue, to be aware of the problems that do exist. So I think it's important for college admissions for that reason. But I think just for holistic growth as a human, it's an important thing, you know, and so I'm kind of speaking to this from a liberal arts perspective a little bit, just given, you know, my background and our background, but I do think it's an important thing And colleges care more about that. I mean, it's just something that they want to see from students as they get ready for that next stage of life. 
You're a research specialist. Having received your doctorate, you have gone through all of those um, rungs to get that research specialist de- designation. <laughs> and so I think that when you look at Ivy League, when you look at uh, elite colleges, they are looking at something that sets students apart. They have all of the GPAs and SATs at the same level. So how do you think that this expertise will help these students who are going for higher level admissions? Right. So that's a great question. And it again, you know, beyond sort of the doctoral work I've done, it ties into my background as someone who teaches how to conduct, teaches students how to conduct research effectively at the college level, right? So the one thing or one of the things that I can help students with is understanding what a credible source looks like and what a not credible source looks like. So that's one of the places I begin with students is, you know, if you're working on a research project and you're looking at secondary sources, right, you're developing something as part of your application packet that's tied to a project, you know, in the larger community, but you have to conduct research. It's helping them understand that, no, you don't really want to use Wikipedia, for example, as a source. You don't want to rely on things like Yahoo Answers. Here's what a scholarly source looks like. Here's how you vet a source. But even beyond that, just my background with crafting research assignments and research papers, right? And again, part of my dissertation that I did for my EDD at NC State, you know, obviously was tied to to that and sort of the structure associated with that, but helping them get a a basic sense and then as needed a more in-depth sense of what a research paper should look like from a formatting perspective, how you document research. All of that is going to help someone's application stand out when they submit that project that, hey, this student knows what they're doing, which is good because a lot of times students don't really know what they're doing. And it's, you know, a good hearted attempt to research. But what admissions professionals are going to want to see and admissions counselors are going to see when they're looking at these applications at more elite institutions is that, wow, this student really has, you know, a good sense of what a research paper should be, you know, not just from a formatting perspective, which is important, but from a content perspective, from a research perspective and all of that. So that's one of the things that I am excited to help students with as I sort of dig deeper into my role here with EWC. Yeah, well, and absolutely, because we see it all the time with some of the supplementary essay uh, prompts. Uh, You know, they're looking for scholarly responses and sort of research acumen. And if you don't have that, then, you know, that may lead into their holistic decision. So research is definitely important with that. And when students work with you or hear you speak at presentations, what is it that you want them to remember most? Well, hopefully I wasn't boring. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's one of the things, and I'm kind of joking, but at the same time, you know, and I talked about this a little while ago, The whole what I think is starting to be a little bit of kind of an antiquated approach of let's talk to a group for an hour about a topic and just hope that they retain all that information. I hope that they walk away with something that's applicable, that there's some kind of application that they see why the topic or the materials being covered are important. That's that's really my biggest thing. And hopefully they walk away with something that's got some kind of relevancy for, you know, college life, for their professional life, for their personal life. There's there's something tangible and concrete to what we covered and what they learned as part of that process. That's that's ultimately my goal. And that's such a teacher goal, right? I mean, I, it, is, it, yeah. is, it is. It's <laughs> like, OK, I'm standing up here and I'm doing my song and dance, but please see something useful and please use it in in your life. Have a real world application to what I'm trying to tell you. And 
that's that's what we do. <laughs> so, As teachers, yeah. I mean, that's that's always our our hope, right? Yeah. I mean, hopefully we accomplish that. But yeah, that that really is sort of my biggest thing for sure. Yeah, and and so I want to ask you along that line. You know, what is it about working with students? You've worked with students your whole career. So what is it about working with students that might be different from other careers? Or even you also had experience in administration where that kind of takes you away from the students. So can you speak to that a little bit? Why? Yeah, for sure. You know, working with students to me is one of the most rewarding things that someone can do. Um, And and as you said, you know, I've been in a couple of different administrative roles uh, that have taken me away from that. I mean, I've always had one foot in the classroom. And part of that reason is because I love helping and assisting with the learning process. I love that moment when students say, you know, there's kind of a, a snap and they realize I got it. I learned something. I'm starting to move forward here. And even when I get an email from a student, I mean, this happened not super long ago with a class I've been teaching that, hey, I really appreciated that feedback you gave me. It helped me get a concept that I've been struggling with. And I think I understand this now, you know. And so that moment of sort of revelation, to use that term, is something that I've always just found super rewarding and that I love. And there is a lot to be said with working in sort of an administrative role, you know, helping um your peers work through an issue, doing whatever you can to help help those individuals in that capacity. But there's just something about working with students. I don't know. It's just sort of that that learning capacity is helping them reach sort of that next step in their academic career or depending on what it is, their professional career that I love. And actually, when I'm teaching an English class, I try to incorporate some kind of assignment that is a tie that is tied to or associated with some kind of career goal that a student has. And so it's sort of the best of both worlds, you know, when you're doing that. And so Students, you know, for all the challenges they might face, you know, uh, socially, economically, whatever it might be, they want to learn, they want to grow. And so that's something that that I love to be a part of and love to assist with uh, as much as I can. Yeah, I think it I think they bring the magic. I've loved everything that I've done in higher education, but the most rewarding experiences that I've had or the most feeling of like, this is wonderful and magical has been with students. You know, I think that that's just, that's just how we're built. So you can take us away from students, but we'll find our way back. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, I never could really leave the classroom yeah. or leave working with students individually and the role that I'm in now with EWC. So I love it. It's just, yeah. it's just who I am. So me too. That's why we get along so well. Um, (laughs) So speaking of students, you were a student once, I know, because, you know, we all were students once. So tell me what your favorite college memory was. So that's a great question. Uh, One that I've thought about that stands out to me is, and again, I went to East Carolina, so alma mater, go Pirates. Um, I met my wife at ECU. So we were sophomores in college. This was 2001. So it's been a minute when we met. (laughs) Uh, And so I met Erica and said, hey, you know, maybe next week we could go see a movie at the campus movie theater. And so I took Erica to see a movie and that, you know, is sort of history. But I think that's my favorite college moment. I've just got so many great memories of being an undergraduate student, even a graduate student. I did my master's in English at ECU as well. Um, just on campus, uh, going to games. And actually, in a few weeks, we're going to try to make it to the last home game. So we we go back. We always revisit, you know, one of our first date locations when we're there and take a couple of pictures. And so that's that's got to be my best memory from when I was an undergraduate student, for sure. I, I love it. And, you know, it's so many times we work with students and we say, 
you know, you've got to find that right college fit. And the reason is it's a lifelong commitment, right? You know, to your alma mater. You're invested, right? I mean, you want to see your alma mater succeed, you know, and it's, this is sort of superficial, but you think about things like athletics, right? Like you want to see their football team do well. You want to see the basketball, but you want to see, you know, beyond that, you know, I love seeing, for example, with ECU, they have a great medical school. I love seeing the advances they make that way. So, I mean, it is an investment that is hard for you to sort of step away from. And and, that, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, you want to be a part of that. And so finding that fit, as you were just alluding to, is, I think, crucial in a lot of ways, you know, when you think mm-hmm. about the college process and sort of what the long-term outcomes are there and, and sort of what that means for you uh, in your life. So, yeah, for sure. We all want everybody to have that those kind of memories that are happy memories, not For I sure. was completely miserable. <laughs> So that's what we work toward. So and that's what we're here for, right? I mean, we want people to think through all these different considerations. And as you said a moment ago, fit. I mean, that's got to be one of the primary things. So absolutely, absolutely. And so I'm just so delighted that you are part of EWC, that you're part of our club now. You're going to be on quite frequently, I'm thinking. So uh, you're going to be part of the club. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes, and thank you for your time, and we'll see everybody soon. All right. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. Thank you for listening to the Admissions Club podcast. Be sure to check out our Admissions Club playlist on Spotify for all of those Gen X vibes. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching on the college admissions process, my company EWC Consulting can help. Email me at elizabeth at ncewc.com. Check out our website at ncewc.com or follow us on Facebook at ncewc. All of those links are in the show notes. Invite your friends to join the club. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Can't wait to see you in our next episode.